Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode two of The Raw and the Cooked. Today's episode is going to be all about meal planning, and we have a lot to talk about. I'm so excited you're here. So I wanted to do an episode around meal planning because it is definitely the number one question that I get asked the most. How does one meal plan successfully? And while I don't think I have all of the answers, I do hope that I can provide you with some little tidbits um, and tricks that you're going to pick up and hopefully get to incorporate it in your own meal planning. Okay, so step one. I love to figure out exactly how many nights of the week I need to prepare dinner for my family. And you really can't dive into the meat and potatoes pun of uh, meal planning until you know exactly how many nights you're cooking for, right? So I check my calendar and I figure out what my evening plans look like that will have me out of the house. Um, Maybe I'm meeting up with friends for dinner. My husband and I are going out. Um, There's an event that will, like whatever it is, right? So you need the number of, of nights you're cooking for. And going hand in hand with that step, you need somewhere to physically write out your meal plan. So that could be your phone, your planner. Um, I personally have a dry erase board hung up in my walk-in pantry and it's like a little eight by 10 whiteboard that has a slot for each day of the week. And when I fill it in, um, I'm just writing like what I'm cooking that particular day. Um, so step one is, is pretty easy. It's just figuring out exactly how many nights per week. Um, but for the purpose of this episode, we're going to talk about all seven because I have a two and a half year old and a one year old. So my reality is basically seven nights a week of cooking and, and planning seven meals. And you'll notice that I'm only talking about one week at a time. Um, I think it's amazing that people have the ability to meal plan longer than that. Uh, But for the purpose of simplicity, we're we're just going to focus on one week at a time. I feel like that is definitely a doable step, um, just looking one week at a time. And I'm going to break these down into like actionable, like easy step-by-step guides. And I'm going to put them in the show notes. So just in case you are listening while you're driving or on a run or doing dishes, you can just refer back to the show notes for like this step-by-step process. Okay. So before we get into step two, I really encourage you to think about three to five meals that you love to make on a regular basis. Um, they can be as simple or as complicated as you want. Um, but they have to be things that like you're okay making on a regular basis. Um, and things that your family loves eating on a regular basis. And it just doesn't require a lot of brain power for you to do. Um, and we're going to refer back to this and we're just going to call it like our stable meals. And for the most part, we're going to fill in a majority of our meals referring back to our staples. So let's say you have like five to seven nights that you need to come up with dinners. I would just fill in where you feel it's appropriate for those particular meals. Um, and that gives you a really good jumping off point. And then I love to look inside my refrigerator or my pantry or my fruit bowl and see what leftover ingredients I have from the week before that did not get used up. So maybe that's like a knob of ginger or half a bunch of green onions or like what have you, like a special ingredient that you don't want to go bad. I'm a huge like 
I really despise food waste. So I try my hardest to like use up everything before it goes bad. Um, so like, what can you incorporate this week? Um, and then I would also encourage you to have what I like to refer to as the wheel. And that is going to be like a longer list of recipes that you also enjoy cooking, but maybe they require a little bit more energy or they're a little bit more complicated ingredient wise. Um, so for me, that's a list of like 20 different recipes. So I'm not like scratching my head trying to come up with, let's say an extra three nights of, of recipes, like what I'm going to make. Okay. So step one, we have determined exactly how many nights we're cooking this week, uh, how much we need to shop and plan for. Step two, we have swept through the fridge, the fruit bowl, our pantry for leftover ingredients that we could perhaps incorporate and give us some inspiration for this upcoming week. And now step three, we're going to start filling in our calendar. Um, so that is going to refer back to our staple list and where we can incorporate what we want to cook. I love to keep things simple. Our family loves to have a dead animal, a starch, and a vegetable for dinner pretty much every night, regardless of how that combination looks. So for me, I know that I'm probably going to do chicken two nights a week. The third will be steak. The fourth will be salmon, because I like to have fish at least once a week, and then a pasta night with like a meaty sauce. Um, so I, I have five that I make on a regular basis. And the reason I'm not giving side dishes is because I like to keep that relatively open and fluid when I shop. Um, so just touching upon the starches, I only keep five different types of starches in my pantry. Um, it's white rice, brown rice, quinoa, couscous, and of course, boxes of Annie's mac and cheese, the organic kind. Thank you very much. Um, so I really don't think about this at all. I know that throughout the week, I'm going to make at least three different types of these. And I just grab whatever the mood inspires in me that night. Right. Um, I always bulk up my starches. So we have leftovers and we can use them for lunches, which of course I will talk about in a few minutes. Um, but as far as the vegetables are concerned, I just buy a ton of veggies that I love to roast up. Um, so it is always going to be broccoli, cauliflower, green beans, tomatoes, zucchinis. Um, I love adding tofu. My one-year-old goes crazy for tofu. So I'm always going to have a bunch of different vegetables roasted. And since they're all roasted with essentially just salt, pepper, olive oil, and maybe a little bit of garlic, um, I keep them stacked and separated in glass Pyrex containers. And when I make my protein, I usually just grab a Pyrex filled with an already roasted vegetable. So I keep it again, pretty simple. And I don't really think too hard or waste too much brain power on that. I love to eat um, seasonally. So I try my best to go with like what's in season, but for the most part, the um, vegetables I had just listed are what I go for. Okay. So that's kind of how I like mix and match what I want to start cooking. And a lot of times people make meal planning a little bit more complicated than it actually needs to be. Like I feel like people think that they need to come up with like 
15 amazing, unique dinners. And that's just not the case. Like, I think the simpler you keep it, the better. Um, I was a personal chef for five years and I can tell you with absolute certainty that people just want a rotation of like their seven favorite meals over and over. It's comforting. It works well for children. And most adults are comfortable doing that with leftover nights as well. So, you know, there's just no shame in it, and I don't think it needs to be that complicated. Um, I love to pull complicated recipes from my wheel on nights that I know that I have time um, to devote to it. But we're a busy family of four, um, and keeping things simple on weeknights, it's really a saving grace. And knowing that just pan frying chicken is just easy. Um, a pan seared chicken with a pan sauce to complement it is just, you know, 30 minutes or less. The vegetables are already made. The starch is already made or all of it can be done in 30 minutes or less. So that's kind of how I do it on a regular, uh, weeknight. Now we're going to talk about step four, our grocery list. So compiling your grocery list shouldn't be that complicated because if you are using your staple meals, you know that you have a set of ingredients that you are going to be using and incorporating. And at some point it will become an autopilot as far as what you need to buy, the quantity and how well it can feed your family. So I always keep a running grocery list on my phone and throughout the week, I just add in whatever we're running low on. We try to eat almost the same things. Like I I know that I'm buying apples every week. My kids go through a ton of Cheerios, right? So like, I don't, I don't buy like a ton of different snacks. Um, I, I just, we, we keep it very, very simple and every week as a meal plan and figure out what we're having and when, um, I just autopilot in the like five, the five meals we're definitely going to have plus a couple of extra special recipes if we're not doing anything complicated. And I should note that we usually try to do an everything must go night. And that is when (laughs) I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like, right? Like I like to start fresh and clean on Monday morning and make sure that all of our leftovers are eaten, whether that is incorporated during lunches or, um, you know, a hodgepodge Sunday night, everything must go dinner where I have like two pieces of steak, like a small amount of chicken, a tiny bit of pasta. There's some quinoa that could be eaten up and like half a cup of call, like, right? Like it's dinner's a mess, but like, whatever, it's all stuff that we like love and it just works. Um, because again, like, Oh my God, I hate food waste. Okay. So we usually try to have an everything must go night. Um, and sometimes if meal planning works really well, uh, you, I, I do that for lunch. And so we'll talk a little bit about lunch planning. Um, but for the most part, I really like to keep it simple and I don't, meal plan for lunch. Like that's just very fluid. I know that we'll probably have leftover dinner if there's enough. Um, I love making a soup of the week. Um, and I usually, of course, add that into my weekly grocery list. I find 
a recipe that I want to try or I fall back on one of my classics and we always do like a little bit of soup and a sandwich for lunch. Um, and if all else fails, we'll have like a frozen Trader Joe's Indian meal, right? Like lunches are just very simple and just don't give it too much thought. But when I do write out my grocery list for the week, I try to be mindful um, of of making sure that there's like something good and homemade for lunch. Um, And touching back on the Pyrex and the roasted veggies and all of my starches and grains, um, a really fun and easy lunch is just taking a making a grain bowl. Um, I love to make fun homemade sauces to jazz it up because I keep my starches and my vegetables pretty simple. Um, so having like an awesome, wonderful homemade sauce is really like the star of the show. So that's also like one of my favorite things to do for lunch. Okay. Um, so that kind of ties it in quickly, but, uh, it's a four step process, right? And, and I will definitely talk about how I meal prep my ingredients to save time during the week, but I think that will be saved for a different episode for now. I'm just focusing on my four steps. So that is number one, figuring out on your calendar, how many nights per week you need to cook for and plan for. Um, and then of course, writing it down, Um, Step two is sweeping through your fridge and clearing out anything that has gone bad or that needs to be incorporated for the upcoming week. Step three is filling in your calendar. So that is going to be what night you feel is appropriate to eat what meal. And step four is your grocery list. Um, And of course, you know, you're going to think about lunches as well. And I know things are a little different with COVID and working from home. I really, this is really the first time ever I've had to like, quote unquote, meal plan for lunch in addition to dinner. Um, So it definitely has been like an added challenge. Um, But anyway, that, that is kind of just your four step process for how to efficiently meal plan to avoid food waste and to not scratch your head when five o'clock comes around where you just have no idea what you're making. Um, But if you're listening to today's episode, you're probably already there and convinced that having a meal plan is going to save you time and energy and just all of the wonderful things. Um, You know, just having a plan in place, I think really helps everything. And the last thing I'm going to really touch upon is how fluid this is. Like, yes, I have a dry erase board in my pantry, but things change and move all the time. And sometimes on a whim, my husband will want to get cheeseburgers or will decide that "Mm, tonight sounds better for steak than the salmon night. Um, Right. So like, it's like, yes, it is like written and like I have the food already in the fridge and could whip it up at any time, but like, it's so fluid and flexible. And like, that is the beauty of it. Um, right. Like it's not so like hard and fast. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I meal plan for my family. And I thought it would be fun to give a real life example of what we had last week. So you can kind of get an understanding of what we do for, us because you know it's it's great to hear all of this but um it's always nice to like get a peek into like what other people are having okay so last week we had pan seared chicken breast with a tomato balsamic pan sauce 
with roasted broccoli and quinoa. On Tuesday, we had a steak salad. So my absolute favorite way to make steak is with the sous vide. It is an awesome tool. If you don't have one, I highly suggest it. And I threw that onto a delicious, yummy bed of greens with all the vegetables. On Wednesday, we had a pan-seared chicken with a lemon piccata sauce and roasted green beans and brown rice. Thursdays are my nights to work, so that's a leftover night for my husband. Um, I can't recall which of the chickens he had, but I know he had one of them. Uh, the kids had a green bowl. Uh, my, they love tofu, so that's usually what my husband feel, feeds them when I'm at work. On Friday, uh, we ate my signature butter chicken dish, which is definitely a wheel meal because it requires a lot more ingredients and a lot more time in prep. Um, and the naan that we paired it with was frozen from Trader Joe's because it's awesome. On Saturday, I made a vodka meat sauce with penne pasta. I love my vodka sauce. It's like one of my favorites. And Sunday night of last week, I worked as well. So it was another leftover slash everything must go night for the kids and my husband. And so that is what a week of meals in real time in my house looked like. Uh, so yeah, there you have it. It's not as complicated. And I feel like once you get you get the, the ball rolling, you'll be able to stick with it. Um, but the most important thing is just finding something that works for you. And your, your recipes and your staple meals can be as complicated or as simple as you want. It just has to be sustainable. So I hope you guys learned something today. And yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I will catch you here next week. Oh, and before we sign off, I would love to go over a what I am reading segment. Uh, so currently, right now, I am in the middle of four books. I am listening to Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. She is like my favorite. Um, I don't even know what this book is about. I just started it, but I love Taylor Jenkins Reid, so I like had to download it. Um, it's a new release. I am also listening to The Rose Code by Kate Quinn. It's a World War II novel. Um, we're still pretty new into it, so I can't say like how I feel about it yet. I am reading Wit on my Kindle. It's actually a play. It's quite short. It's very depressing, but it is very insightful. I'm a huge fan of it so far. I'm about halfway done. And the last book I'm reading is A Mistake by Carl Sugar. And it is a really cool and underrated medical mystery. So yeah, really enjoying that. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to our second episode of The Raw and the Cooked. And we'll see you back here next week.